Welcome to the Latin Wealth Podcast, a podcast dedicated to educating the Latino community about entrepreneurship, investing, and business. Yo, what's going on, Latin Wealth family? Welcome to another episode to Wealth Wednesday. Pleasure to have you guys back on. We're excited for today's episode. We're going to have another impactful episode. As always, we're going to give you guys some relevant information. And if this is your first time tuning in to Latin Wealth or Wealth Wednesday, this is a weekly segment that we do for the Latino community where we come to you guys and we talk about different things from mindset, um, how to uh, improve your business, investing, um, even world news that's going on right now and how it applies to us, right? So a lot of time we we get our information and we get our sources of information from like Instagram. Maybe you may get it from C- CNN or something like that, which this is not bad, but uh, we want to give you this information from um, a Latino's perspective, from our perspective, from our community's eyes, right? You're not necessarily always getting that when you turn on the TV or when you're scrolling on Instagram, you're not getting it from our perspective, just simply because there's not enough representation out there. Let's just call it for what it is. There's not enough platform that are doing what we are looking to accomplish. So with all that being said, you know, we're happy to be here, happy to bring you guys another episode. Um, Jeremiah, how you feeling, bro? Feeling good, bro. Feeling good. Good topics. I like the introduction. I love how you break down the reason why we are what we are, right? Yeah. right? Representing appropriately. I love that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm ready to go. Hopefully the people are ready. I tell everybody all the time. Make sure you got your notes. Man, bring a notepad, bring a pen every single time. You're going to leave away. You're going to leave this episode with something. Every single episode, I guarantee it. All right. And if you don't, send me a DM and whatever you charge for your hourly rate, I'll I'll pay you for that. (laughs) Because I just guarantee you're going to leave with something. Come on. So look, uh, the first thing that we want to jump into today is something that I was listening to at the gym. And um, so I was been listening to some TEDx speakers at the gym um, and I came across this speech and the, the gentleman, I don't even want to say his name because I'm going to butcher it, but I'll go ahead and link it in the description of this podcast. But he was basically talking about how to uh, be more focused and how to concentrate more effectively. And it was a really, really interesting conversation because in his speech, he was basically saying, he asked the audience, like, yo, um, growing up, how often did you hear, like, you need to concentrate on your homework or you need to focus more? And I'm like, I'm at the gym. I raised my hand. I was like, man, I heard that all the time. And he said, okay, how many classes did you take growing up that taught you how to concentrate or how to focus? Man, Mm. my hand went down. I didn't, I've never Mm. had no classes in school about how to focus and how to concentrate. So the gist of the conversation is like, yo, we are told to do certain things in life, like concentrate and focus, but how do we do it? How do we do it effectively? A lot of us have never even learned how to do some of these things. There's ton. There's a ton of things that we've been taught to, We people have said for us that they want us to do, and we just don't know how to do it, right? Kind of those things where you don't know what you don't know. And so what happens like when you can't focus and when you can't, um, concentrate in school as a kid, right? They they put some type of title on you. They give you something to take. 
we don't need to go down that rabbit hole, but we know how that goes. So uh, we want to bring this conversation up, how we effectively focus, how we concentrate. And it, it really is easier said than done, right? And the interesting thing in this in this TEDx speech, he said that he actually moved to Australia for, I think, a couple of years to become a monk. And when he went to the monk school, they gave him a robe and they gave him beads. And then they also gave him a laptop, a computer, which the computer threw a lot of people off. They're like, what would you mean? Like, I thought you guys couldn't use a computer. And he said it wasn't the computer, the technology that was dangerous is the lack of focus when using it that was dangerous. So he said, look, if we wanted to communicate with the outside world and whatnot, we'd send them emails and you know we use it to communicate and that was it but it was really interesting because he also said and i'm gonna i'm gonna pass it to you jeremiah after this he said we're not usually actively focusing and practicing how to concentrate we don't do that but we're also we're always 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 practicing how to be distracted without us knowing all day long, if you think about it, it's like you may not even realize that you're practicing being distracted, but like the phone's going off, the kids, the TV, you know, all sorts of things are going on. And he said basically eight, 16 hours out the day when you're awake, you're constantly being distracted. We're not ever learning how to concentrate and focus on things. That's why it's hard for us to, to sit down, meditate for five minutes or sit down for 10 minutes without anything, sit in silence. It's hard for us to do that. A lot of people can't drive in silence, right? Um, but I say all that to say, we want to have a conversation and discussion on how to focus and concentrate more effectively. Why, why is this important? Because it's going to roll into different aspects of your life, whether it's your health, whether it's your family, uh, finances, wealth, all sorts of things is where you can, this can help you out at. No, I think the the number one thing, I mean, you said it um, off top, which was removing distractions, right? That's probably should be the first step for everybody is removing distractions. What do you mean? If it's your phone, put your phone in the other room, right? If it's the computer and you're supposed to be listening to something or if it's, uh, you know, a game, a video game, whatever it is, we have to remove the distractions. Um, sometimes it could be certain types of music. Like you said, mm -hmm. sometimes it's just not working in silence. Whatever it is, remove those distractions to be able to focus in better on what it is, whatever the task is that you're trying to complete. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm really big on whatever that task is or whatever the, the you know, the objective that I'm trying to complete. I, I try to set clear goals, right? And a lot of times I'll write them down, even for the day. Like I'll write down, what am I specifically trying to accomplish, right? Like if it's a task, you can just put a box next to it so you can check that off as you start to right go throughout your day and you're accomplishing those things. But helping yourself to stay on track to a goal, a specific goal or specific object objective that you're trying to accomplish, that'll help you actually move along. I don't know about in your day-to-day <clears throat> -to -day things that you do, Chris, but life is gonna be life, right? I mean, you have all sorts of things that are gonna be occurring and that's gonna, you know, transpire in your life. And if you don't have a list and if you're not actually actively creating that list and then probably prioritizing what's most important on that list, at the end of the day, you 
I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't been productive. Right. So I didn't actually stick to my list. Right. So I think that that's a really, really big thing for people. Um, you know, removing the distraction. We all know they're like, yeah, duh. Okay. Now go a little bit deeper. What are the specific goals or tasks that you're trying to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Write that out, right? Make sure, make checklists, everything like that. And then prioritize what's most important. If you don't get something done, if normally in a day you only accomplish 10 items, stretch yourself to write 15 mm-hmm. and accomplish 12, right? Mm-hmm. So these are just some thought processes that I think about, like, it's going to help me to focus a little bit more. Because distractions is everything. Everything. I, I mean, I don't know if people really think about it, but. Yeah, 100%. I love that you brought up, like, doing things as simple as yo what what are you listening to because i know when i'm at the gym as much as i love hip-hop man like i can't i gotta have some like classical music or maybe a speech or sometimes nothing right because sometimes the words in itself can just distract me from what i'm doing and now i'm like looking up the lyrics what do the lyrics mean and 15 minutes later i look up i'm like yo i didn't even finish my set right so doing little things like that and i also love that you said writing things down because this is something that we speak about a lot you know i think it it gives you clarity for the day especially when you do it for the day before or you start it the day before and you wake up and you have your to-do list you don't have to sit there and think about like what do i have to accomplish today what what like what's the goal what's the direction for the day you already have that clarity laid out for you right and so if you even get off track you can easily get back on track because you have that list opposed to if you don't, you know, I know there's been days where I don't have my list and like, man, uh, I'm distracted trying to figure out how to get back on track. It can be a lot. Right. And so to follow up to your point, one of mine is uh, doing one thing at a time. This is something that I'm practicing. I'm not a professional. I'm trying to multitask. (laughs) yeah um i i can't multitask i'll tell you right now so i like i i do my best to do one thing at a time like whatever that thing is just focus on that one thing and in that presentation from the tedx speech he the gentleman was basically saying like the moments where you're doing something or maybe even having a conversation with somebody that's your opportunity to practice concentration that's your opportunity to practice focus right it can be simply like I have on the day to day base, maybe I talk to my wife for two hours out the day. That two hours is two hours and for an, it's two hours of an opportunity for you to practice focus, right? Uh, opposed to you talking to somebody and picking up your phone and whatnot. Hopefully that's making sense, but you know, focus on doing one thing at a time. And trust me, this is a lot easier said than done. I think all the time. I think in so many cases, people don't realize they don't actually, you don't actually multitask. You think you do, right? But what you end up doing is just leaving a whole string of unfinished things, right? Like you think you're being more productive, but you're actually not. If you would just focus in, like you said, on one thing at a time, you'd find that you actually have time to finish completely more things. Because usually people are more apt to be forgiving, right? If you've completed things completely, right? Task, if you fully completed something versus you have seven things that you were working on, you're only halfway done with all seven things. So that doesn't, that doesn't, you know, in business, that doesn't deliver a deliverable is what they call, right? A tangible 
something that you're delivering. Really? So yeah. that's important. No, that was that sure. was my third. That was my third point. Uh, finish what you start. Right. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I'm big. We just finished reading Atomic Habits. I'm big on it, just finishing the little things. Right. Finishing cooking. Finishing you know, whatever that case is, maybe you had to DM 20 people for the day for your business, finish that task at hand, then move on to something else. Um, and I love the advice that you gave. Like if you typically have 10 things on your list, stretch yourself a little bit to 15 and you'll see that you may accomplish like 12 or 13 of those things. Right. So, um, yeah, that's, that's just some advice, you know, from our perspective on how to focus better, how to concentrate better. I keep saying it's easier said than done, especially in the world where we live in, where our, we're almost programmed to check our phones, you know, just, just randomly, just for no reason. Crazy. And yep. if you become more aware of like, why am I checking my phone? Why am I on social media for so much? You know, you'll be pretty surprised like how much time you may be wasting. I think people spend hours sometimes on the phone, whether it be like email or whether it be whatever you're doing, and then you don't add it up, but you know, five minutes here, five minutes there, 10 minutes here. And if you add it all up, you've done three or four hours, right? For maybe some people, four or five hours on the phone. Now think about how much more productive you could be if you would put two and a half to three of those hours just focusing on your task. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I'll say about this and we'll move on is I came across a study a couple of years ago where basically uh, when you're distracted from something, it takes you typically an average 15 minutes to refocus on that thing that you originally were doing. So just think about that. When you're in the gym hmm. and you're you're on your phone and you're scrolling, it typically takes you about 15 minutes to refocus on what you were just doing. If you were scrolling hmm. on your phone on Instagram and you're supposed to be working, takes you about 15 minutes to refocus. Now, just think about how many times out the day we're being distracted, <laughs> right? So mm. times crazy. 15 minutes. It, it, yeah. it gets crazy. It gets crazy. So look, we just want to come on here, give you some of our perspectives, some of the things that we're learning throughout the day. You know, hopefully you guys can take note from, from this, but to transition a little bit, something else that's been going on it's not, I wouldn't even say big news because I didn't even know about it until Jeremiah sent it. I haven't seen anything on Instagram about it at all. Don't maybe, it. maybe <laughs> Jeremiah has, I don't know, but he <laughs> sent me this article and uh, basically the article says ripple forges new partnership with uphold to enhance underlying crypto liquidity, liquidity infrastructure. So uh, basically, Ripple, Ripple is the leader in enterprise blockchain and crypto solution. And basically, they have announced a new partnership with Uphold, the global Web3 financial platform. And essentially, the partnership will see Uphold provide Ripple with enhanced crypto, crypto liquidity capabilities to support and enhance its cross-border payment infrastructure. I know that was a mouthful. You guys may be kind of confused about to break it down right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Jeremiah, talk to us, man, break it down and, and like, I mean, dumb it down for all of us out there that what, what does this mean? Cool. And why wasn't it a big deal? Like, why wasn't it a big, you know, a headline, I would say. Well, first and foremost, 
Oh, let's keep it super simple. What are they talking about? It's no different than someone having money but lacking the network and then the other person having the network but lacking the money. And when you put those two together, right, what you have is the perfect recipe to make success across the board. So this is basically what's occurring. Ripple obviously um, has the has you know has the network, right? Because they've been doing this between. And what do they do? What they do is you're basically utilizing cryptocurrency, right, in the blockchain to move money across different countries. Think about the exchange rate. Think about well, I'll give a perfect example. Um, the dollar is less than a euro, but let's use something that people probably know. If you're from our side of the world, you probably know about the Dominican Republic. It's about mm -hmm. 48 pesos to $1, right? Mm -hmm. So think about all the money that you lose in transition, right? And, and, and between the actual transference of money between the U.S. dollar to the Dominican peso. Well, if you could have just erased that and have just one base, right? One base actual currency that you use, Ripple, right? then it just makes more sense. Then money is just money, no matter where you're at, it's the same value across the board. So that eliminates the fact of exchange rates and things like that. And people lose so much money in exchange rates. And so they've basically gotten rid of that. And across over 70 countries, right? Six different continents, you have money that can just be moved and it's on a base model. There's a base model, right? A base currency value you don't have to worry about, oh, if I take this $6, what does it equal over here? Mm. Okay, that's Ripple. That's the network, which says six continents, 70 countries. Okay, now on the backside, there's Uphold. Uphold is a Web3 platform that you can actually get the app. And if you're in the cryptocurrency, they up, seems like daily now, upgraded with new tokens and new coins, yeah. right? All coins, you know, um, man, you got literally every type of cryptocurrency Everything. they have it here. Right. And so what you have in Uphold is a huge amount of liquidity. Why? Because people are putting their money into Uphold's care, right, into their platform to actually host or own cryptocurrency. And so there's a lot of liquidity money, right, that actually moves in between Uphold and the users. And so if you obviously bring together Ripple, who has the network across the different countries, that's going to expand Uphold's reach to those, those new clients, right? A new demographic of people. And then that's gonna expose Ripple to maybe people that aren't really focusing on, on XRP, right? In the crypto space, that's gonna expose them to it and see the partnership. So then that gain, so what is it doing? It's mutually beneficial for both. And it just seemingly, it makes sense to me. I mean, Uphold has probably been one of the most solid. I would say people was, yeah. they were believing in Coinbase and stuff previously. Um, I think Uphold's, step this game up and it's very important to be credible and it's very important to have the trust of your clientele especially following ftx and uphold has been somebody that can you know they never halted trades and all this like everything has been always on the up yeah. and up and i respect them for that so i feel like this is going to be a partnership that people should have known about and the reason they didn't know about it to finish up the main reason why people didn't know about it is because let's be honest if you look around, you see a recession, you see everything that's going on, we're in a recession. They haven't labeled it that, but that's what you're in, right? And for the longest time, what have banks been telling you? You gotta put your money in the bank, right? All this extra stuff. And so right now, in the space of where they've had bank failures within the past two years, um, FTX has collapsed, all these things. So all of the, in, all of the actual 
focus has been to put your money back into strong banks, the big three, right? Chase, Wells Fargo, Bank of America. And so I'm not going to highlight this because I really don't want you knowing that they're building strong partnerships in the crypto space. I want you to put your money over here in one of my banks, right? Meanwhile, me and my people, we're going to go buy up XRP because they're making strong partnerships. And then when the actual evaluation of the shares go up, we're going to make a whole bunch of more money in the banks. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's why I believe it's not being broadcast. That's why they're not talking about it. But those that need to know, know. So. Yeah, I mean, man, Ripple is the technology in itself. It's, it's amazing, right? Jeremiah just broke it down beautifully. You know, exchange rates, you lose, like you say, you lose a lot of money with exchange rates. I just recently went out of the country and it's like, you know, you, you go to the airport and you're going to lose a lot of money doing it there. And it's like, okay, we can just exchange our money on the streets. Are you still getting the right rates? Is it safe and all this stuff? All of that could be avoided with Ripple, right? And not only that, you can get it, your money um, almost instantly, right? It, it, it's really quick. 365 24 7 you know you get your money whenever you want there's no you know holidays or none of that so very very interesting stuff man and i'm curious um why why now with this partnership because ripple has been on uphold for a while now why why is it just coming out now do you think um now they got in the clear i mean we're, we're what for this about Four and a half months yeah. after the decision for Ripple, uh, right, which kind of cleared them up, got them out of the SEC's hairs, got them all straightened out. Ripple is, you know, it, it's in a good place right now. It's clean and clear. The technology is is going to be great. Blockchain wise, it has one of the largest actual demographic and reaches of any of the actual coins, right? Um, I mean, I was looking at. Obviously, Bitcoin is number one and Ethereum because of the basis and usage of it is number two. But then Ripple's probably in top five. Has to be as far as usage. If it wasn't, it's growing to be so. So I feel like they've cleared out a lot of the negativity, a lot of the kind of like dark clouds that was hanging over them. They cleared that out with the court case when they won their case. And so it just makes more sense being that they've been on uphold for the longest time. It used to be one of the only places you could get it directly. Being that it's been there, that relationship is already built. And I feel like now it's good publicity for both of them versus uphold bailing them out with liquidity while they were still under investigation mm -hmm. and stuff, right? So now it just, it makes more sense. Let me ask you, and we can start wrapping up pretty soon here. As an investor, when you see an article like this, does this mm -hmm. encourage you more to buy or invest more into Ripple? Or is it something like, okay, I'm keeping my eye on the prices? Yeah. What are your thoughts about that? So obviously from public perception, right? It's always gonna give you, um, let's just say this, it builds credibility, which in mm -hmm. my brain and in most investors' brain, that's gonna allow you to put more money into it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's backed by something, right? You know, it's backed mm -hmm. by something that is, their finances are, are stable. It's a lot of money in it. And a lot of people will say, well, FTX appeared stable in it. I mean, but there was already signs, you know what I mean? So like mm -hmm. seemingly do your due diligence. We talk about it all the time. But yes, if it was me, this does give me more confidence because it creates more credibility. It's no different than in the stock space when Warren Buffett says he's going to buy up a ton 
of Capital One stock, right? And you're like, they're not even doing that well. What's it, right? But then it gives you that that kind of comfort to you, for you as a retail investor to go and put your money in it because Warren Buffett's why. And he'll tell you, well, I like the CEO. I like their leadership. They showed a strong resolve doing, you know, financial crisis and they still came out with A plus rating. So I, so all of that, the same way that does that, that's what this is doing in the crypto space. Yeah. And it's interesting because when the article came out about the same time, which was on the 26th or 25th, seemed like the price jumped a little bit, but not anything crazy at all. So that was really interesting for me to see. You know, usually when yeah, you have, I don't. You go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. no I was just gonna say I don't. Um, I I see. What's funny is as you start to see the the adaptation, and you know, um, high tide raises all boats. That's the saying, right? And it's true, mm-hmm. basically. Bitcoin get this ETF. <laughs> It's gonna totally change cryptocurrency, yeah. like because then it's just a hop skipping away for them to create the crypto, uh, you know, I don't know what the whatever they call it, uh, CCRX or whatever they yeah. call, right, right, and then it'll be they'll have an actual index of crypto. That would be the next step, mm-hmm. and so Ripple is just biding its time for market share and positioning. So when that time happens, it can shoot up, and so. For me, it's like that's a good thing. It hasn't risen very, very high. That means you can yeah. buy up as much of it as you know as I, as I want to, and then knowing that this stuff is going to be inevitable, basically, it's going to rise. Hmm. Cool, cool. Look, I hope you guys have been taking notes. Phenomenal episode once again. We we giving you guys the game, giving you guys the game. So uh, let me say this real quick. Uh, first off, thank you guys for tuning into the Lot Wealth Podcast. I would highly, highly recommend that you guys tune in to next week's Wealth Wednesday episode because we're going to have a special, special episode about highlighting uh, more people from our community, right? We're doing, I think we're doing a great job of, you know, hitting you guys with the personal development, right? And obviously what's going on in the world with the news and whatnot and finances, but we also want to highlight people from our community and create that representation that may, maybe a lot of people don't know about, right? So we're, next week, we're doing a very special episode about a specific Latino in our community. We're going to continue to do that in the future. So check out that episode. That's going to be a great one. And uh, with that being said, it's the Latin Wealth Family. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace.